What's up, world? Welcome to the second episode of Cruelty Free Conversations. I'm your host, Indigo Mateo. And as usual, coming out of the Mojave Desert, Southern California. And it's a beautiful summer night here. As one thing I love about the desert is the summer nights. Uh, anybody who's ever lived in a desert knows that there's a something special about those desert summer nights. Uh, just the energy, the feeling uh, is just something beautiful. And the stars at night in the desert is just, oh, it's amazing. I tell people, give me desert nights over the city uh, any, any day, any time. Uh, it's just beautiful. And the stars, the stars pop. It's like they're right on top of you. You don't have all that ambient lighting from the city. So uh, very fortunate to have that kind of beauty. And you have to find the beauty in your environment around you and uh, no matter where you live. And that's going to be something I'm talking about here in a moment before I get back into the second part of the kitchen with Ziggy is going to talk about your environment and mental health. I touched on a little bit last episode, mentioned I was going to talk about it some more, and this will be the episode. It's going to be uh, talking about environment and mental health because they go hand in hand. And, uh, you know, you got to take advantage, like I say, in the the high desert here, where I'm from, high desert Victorville uh, area. Hesperia over by Barstow. It's not known for being, uh, you know, big inspirational area. Uh, not a lot that goes on. Uh, trap town, not a lot of inspiration, but you got to find it. I know I have uh, the desert has its own unique beauty, but you have to learn to appreciate it. Uh, it's not just obvious. You know, people see a bunch of dirt and mountains and they just think it's boring but there can be a lot of beauty to that especially the openness you really find yourself connect realize you're part of something much bigger so i am fortunate to have spent almost three decades here uh it's definitely not everything's great about it <laughs> but uh the nature the beauty the environment so i take advantage of that part uh, especially with the nature vitamin d is crucial so we got to get that. We'll talk a little bit about more about that when we talk about mental health here in a moment. Um, but again, this is the second episode. I'm going to be jumping back here in the kitchen shortly with Ziggy to finish up our vegan ravioli. Oh, it was so good. It was so delicious. Ziggy Braun, he's a hip-hop artist and creator. Uh, upcoming book, so he's going to be soon to be author. Uh, he's right out of the Mojave Desert here. He's born and raised. I came when I was eight, so I'm not technically born here, but I was raised here. This place is what helped shape me. So he's from here, and uh, we talk about some of his music, his hip-hop. He put out a great album last year, uh, Ye Old Gents, or maybe the year before. Time has been flying by. Uh, So uh, he helped me kick off the first episode by uh, making some ravioli, and it was delicious. And uh, one thing also, too, before I move on with this episode, I do want to make note of something that I mentioned at the end of last episode, but also want to make note of it again, and I'm going to do it right now. So in my logo, something I want to mention, may have not noticed or may have, 
the D and the M in Indigo Mateo highlighted highlighted a different color from the other words, other letters, and that is to honor a friend of mine, childhood friend that you know I knew for almost 25 years, who passed away in 2017. His brother drew the logo for me and told his brother let's honor Danny Daniel Munoz is his name. Uh, so that's what that is about. The highlighted D and M. Uh, just a really great guy, indigo child, as I consider myself. Uh, when I went to his funeral, it was just it was amazing. It was inspirational to see how many uh, people he impacted and how much love he put out there in 33 short years. So uh, that remains an inspiration to me to this day. Uh, just just thinking about that life that he lived, and it just didn't matter the type of person or demographic. It, he just impacted everybody. So that's uh, in honor of him. That was my dog. Can't forget about him. I had a benefit show for him, too, at a comedy show I used to run uh, back around the time that he passed. Great turnout. So that's the nice thing about being a creator is you can find ways to honor friends, uh, make fundraisers. There's a lot of different things you can uh, do and actually be talking a little bit about that with uh, an upcoming episode here, interview with Lee Pereira. That'll be coming out in a few weeks. I'll give you some of the dates here soon for upcoming episodes. But Lee uh, went over that beautifully about giving back, using his talents, and uh, how rewarding it is to perform for you know older people or domestic violence victims. So, and those are the type of guests. That's my running theme on cruelty-free conversations: is good conversations with good people doing good things as i mentioned last time it's not always going to be vegan uh guests it can be non-vegan guests uh, it's not limited to just vegan ultimately cruelty free uh, can mean a lot of things and to me it's just as long as they're putting out good vibes and want to share their story so uh got a lot of great guests coming up stories that will be uh, very inspiring and just interesting to hear and advice, information, wisdom, whatever else might be in the mix there. And at the end of this episode, I will let you know what we have coming up. The actual episode is getting released over the next couple of weeks and also who I have booked uh, coming up to speak with. So um, let's talk a little bit about the mental health uh, that I was mentioning. And it's something I do want to talk about. For one, it's always been an issue. It's always been uh, something know society and people have struggled with the human psyche is just a very very complex machine and it differs vastly from individual to individual uh, but there are certain things common themes and threads and habits and things that you can fall back on to help regardless personality and who you are as an individual uh, so I want to cover that especially because of the time we're in with COVID and lockdown uh, everybody's off rhythm you know mentally you know mentally strong people who uh, usually are rock with their mental faculties uh, are having to you know uh, adapt and get you know, uh, getting thrown off their rhythm as well. So everybody is being affected by this right now. So it's definitely something I thought I would talk about. I have touched on it with my guests, how they're handling COVID. Um, but one reason why I want to, let me mention a couple of things about myself, why I'm talking about it and where my uh, possible insight to you, if you find it valuable coming up here in a moment, uh, where this is coming from. For one, uh, I mentioned last episode, I'm a personal trainer uh, through NASM. I'm also a nutrition specialist through NASM, and I'm also a behavior change specialist through NASM. I'm working on other certs as well. 
So the behavior change one, definitely uh, I consider myself a mentally strong person. It's one of my strengths. Am I perfect with that? Of course not. But I feel it is my strength. That's why I went after the certs and the avenues that I've gone down. And it wasn't random. I to have a behavior change specialist cert. I feel uh, in order to be a good authentic coach, as I feel I am, that uh, you better be able to uh, practice what you preach. And I know I do when I know behind closed doors what I'm doing and uh, what we're going to talk about here coming right up in a matter of seconds with mental health and your environment. I know uh, stuff that I implement, stuff I get good, uh, great feedback on from people when they implement it. But the big thing is, so, okay, mental health, let, let's talk about that. That that word, that term can mean so many different things. Mental health, it could be depression, it could be anxiety, it can be, uh, you know, living in the past. It could, just, it could be a lot of things. People have more extreme mental health, like schizophrenia. Uh, of course, it, it, it varies. There's no, there's no one thing to define mental health. But ultimately, it, it, it's... You know, anything that makes you mentally uncomfortable, you know, how do we deal with uncomfortable feelings? Uh, for one, our brain, our subconscious has a programming to it. Uh, the thoughts that we're thinking throughout the day, the way we're feeling uh, has a large part to do with what we have been thinking the prior days and months and years. If we have not been aware of our thoughts and our programming, then we just start to drift and our subconscious starts to think whatever it wants. And our subconscious is getting programmed by, you know, the conscious thoughts we're putting in there, uh, by the things that happen throughout the day, whether it's being in bad traffic, whether it's getting a bill we weren't expecting in the mail. Uh, you know, we're constantly feeding our subconscious with thoughts and programming it. The people that we're around, if we have negative friends, if we have positive friends, those things are affecting us. Our brain, when our, our brain hears stuff, whether positive or negative, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't associate whether that's being directed towards you, whether it's you saying it, it just hears negativity or it hears positivity. It feels it. It feels whether it's a vibration, a frequency of positivity or if it's a negative one. So it, it, it picks up on that stuff, uh, whether your your conscious realizes it or not. So uh, the music that you're listening to has a big effect. Uh, think about how people listen to motivational speakers, Tony Robbins and Eric Thomas and Gary Vee and uh, all kinds of the old school Zig Ziglar's and uh, Napoleon Hill. Whoever it is, it's people listen to those because of the words, the energy, and your music is like a motivational speaker. It could be Tony Robbins or it can be that, uh, excuse my language, shitty, pessimistic friend that never sees anything good, just always sees gloomy, cloudy days. That friend is programming you, whether you realize it or not. So everything around you is contributing to your conditioning and your, your programming. And if you're not aware of it, then that's when the mental health can really suffer. You have to be aware. Uh, so environment. Now, let's talk a little bit more about environment and narrow that down some. Now, we all live in different areas and some are uh, better, more inspiring, uh, more to do, more, you know, fun, whatever it is. But ultimately, we all have, you know, our own little bubble environment, our room, you know, whatever it is where we live. We all kind of have that space we uh, retreat to. 
uh, when we're by ourselves and we're going to sleep. And really, ultimately, that's the environment you got to focus on. When you leave the house, there's so much you can't control, so much as, you know, you're just at the mercy of the world. But when you're at home, that's your environment. That's your domain to take control of and uh, dictate how it feels, how how the energy is flowing, feng shui. It's a real thing. Uh, you know, I've rearranged my rooms and have felt uh, great differences from just realigning things. That's feng shui, the way energy's traveling. So, uh, these things all have a big, uh, profound effect on how we feel. So focusing on your immediate environment, where you're at is, is paramount. It's important. So let's talk about how you do that, what areas. Uh, so for one, sometimes I've noticed with people who have mental health, uh, difficulties, some struggles, depending on, you know, what kind it is. I've noticed whether knowing them personally, uh, seeing their environment, physically being there, or, or posts that they make from their environments on social media. Not all, you know, a lot of times the environment I've noticed is very uh, lackluster. Nothing stimulates. You need an environment that stimulates you mentally, internally, something that hits the, the soul and wakes you up, keeps that fire burning a little bit. Uh, so, Let's talk first. I wrote down kind of that, you know, you want to focus on your different, you know, sights, your smells, your sound, your feels, senses. Your senses need to be stimulated. If they're not, then that's when uh, the depression and anxiety and different things can hit in, uh, settle in, hit and settle in because uh, you're not focused on the right things. And it's not always that easy. I definitely understand that. Uh, but... Anybody may be listening that knows they've had mental health struggles, really think about these things I'm about to mention. Think if you've put effort, if you've put thought and just any energy into those areas, or if it's something you've completely uh, ignored, whether consciously or just not really knowing about it. But either way, these are things we have to pay attention to. And I'm going to give examples that I talk about them because these are all things that I apply in my uh, life and they're uh, part of my environment and my room that I'm sitting in right now as I record this. So one of the biggest things for your environment, uh, let's just say the word sight, you know, vision, you have to see things in your environment that stimulate you. Again, especially like I live in the high desert, I was just saying, not a very uh, inspiring place. I have to go out and venture and explore to find the beauty. But in order for me to experience that all the time, I've created a great environment. From the second I wake up, I'm looking at it right now. As I tell you this, I'm reading it. I'm looking at it. It's a really light. I'm going to tell you the color before I read it. It's a very, it's a pillow. It's a throw pillow, you know, like two by two. And it's kind of a light green, the main color. And then there's writing that's rise and thrive, green, white, and blue. So every morning, I'm, I've got a pillow right in front of my face that says rise and thrive, putting positive words into my mind. And then that's, uh, of course, it doesn't stop there. Let's look around this room. Well, I'm going to look around the room. You're not here with me. I hope not. I hope you're not peeking through my window. So as I circle around now, above that, now in the, I have three certs hanging up. I mentioned behavior change, fitness, uh, I'm sorry, personal trainer, nutrition. Those are all up on my wall hanging on 
frames. Are they the most expensive frames? Absolutely not. I got them very, very cheap, but <laughs> nobody really comes in here much and it doesn't make a difference. They're hanging up and I see my certs. I see this unique combination of certs that I know not a lot of people have. And that makes me feel good. I know I'm educated. I know I'm informed. I know I, have, I can have the confidence talking about these things right now because of those certs, because I know I've put in that time, energy, and effort to learn and experience and apply these things. So boom, I've got my certs. And we all have things we can be proud of, accomplishments, whether it's sports, school, job. So if you have some of those things, get them on the wall. You're going to feel proud about what you've done. So get that stuff up. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go back to that one. I'm looking at something else. I'm just kind of spinning around my room on my chair. Um, all right. So here, let's go back to uh, affirmations. That's the word a lot of this uh, comes down to. You may have heard that word. If not, affirmations are basically just things that are being put in your head. Uh, to remind yourself, you know, the, the pro, it's basically affirmations are basically programming you with good things. So I have above my bookshelf. Okay, so on my bookshelf, here we go. I have two bookshelves in this room full of books, over 150 books. On top of one bookshelf, I'm looking at two little signs right now. I bought these because I needed these in my life. One says, enjoy life. Slow down. Uh, it's a little abstract little painting on a block. And I bought that one because I saw it and I was like, I need that. I'm so go, 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 grind, 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 driven, you know, goal driven that sometimes I forget to slow down and think about what I've done and look on those certs on my wall and be like, hey, you know what? This is, you know, kind of look back on that journey they talk about. Uh, so enjoy life, slow down was something I really need to be reminded of sometimes because I just, I tend to just, you know, just keep going and not really stop and appreciate uh, what I've done and opportunities that have come my way. So I look at that one on a daily. Uh, same kind of design from the same collection as another one that says balance. Create the life you love. Uh, I needed that one as well because I put so much on my plate. Uh, if you've heard any intros of this podcast, me explaining my background, or as it unfolds a little bit more with this podcast, you'll see I, uh, I'm a very ambitious person. I love to get the most out of life, but at the same time, uh, there is a downside to that. You could put too much on your plate and you're struggling to find out what to eat and, you know, food getting everywhere and <laughs> all over the table. And you, uh, you just, you know, so a balance is something big in my life. That's everybody's life uh, should be have a good balance. Uh, balance, create the life you love. So there's that one. Uh, right above that, got a little arrow, nice little crafted arrow painting that says, follow your dream. And it's got the arrow going right out the door. So when I leave my room, I'm following my dream. Whatever goals that I've written in this room, which is where this podcast came to be, uh, whatever plans and ideas, any anything that's been generated in this room, when I walk out that door, I'm reminded, follow that dream. Above that is a sign that says, don't hate, meditate. So meditation is something we're going to talk a little bit more, too much today. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the upcoming episodes. Definitely does tie into mental health, but that's more of a practice and a skill. What's great about the things I'm talking about right now are things you could drop a few bucks on um, and really there's no work to it. Uh, you, you know, you, it's, it's, you put them there and they're there. Uh, so don't hate, meditate. 
and then right below that this is it's not it's i'm always thankful for stuff i'm big on gratitude but it's just a reminder there is always something to be thankful for i repeat that there is always something to be grateful for uh, that is so true. Everybody in their life is always something. If you're breathing, if you're alive, you have uh, something to be thankful for. Uh, we're always going to have problems and things. But again, if you're breathing, then you have the opportunity to figure it out and uh, make things better. Uh, so and that's a big thing. Part of mental health is being grateful for what you do have. Every night before I go to bed, I say my my gratitude and tying it back into what I was just saying about the desert a little bit ago about how beautiful the skies are, how you can really get connected. And um, it's, I actually use that to the point I tie that in with my gratitude. Uh, a lot of nights I'm outside, uh, not speaking too loud, but I'm expressing my gratitude. I'm looking up at those beautiful stars just popping, the moon just uh, lit up in an unreal way. And I'm speaking to you know, this this force out there is telling it what I'm thankful for. Uh, even when I have been, you know, not in as good of positions as, you know, other times, I'm still always thankful. I express it. And uh, that's a big part of mental health because you're, you're, you're expressing positivity. Your brain's hearing it. You're not focused on anything bad, anything um you know, that's, that's bringing pain or negativity. You focus on positive. So, um, and whatever life force you believe in, God, Gaia, the universe, Buddha, Allah, you know, they, they, they see that positivity and it gets rewarded. And then I look around and I have like other nice books. I have plants. Uh, we're going to talk about plants in a moment. Span around on the wall right in front of me. There's a little small one that says, this is my happy place. So I constantly see that my brain. I don't pick up on it. Subliminal messages. They use that in marketing, right? We know that as adults. Now we know that they use subliminal messaging and marketing. And that's what affirmations are. They're subliminal marketing for yourself. You don't even realize always that you're looking at it or that your brain is seeing it. So subliminal. So this is my happy place. I'm happy when I'm here. I'm telling my brain when I'm here, I'm happy in this environment. I don't know what's going on around me when I leave this house, when I leave those doors right here. But in this spot, this is my happy place. And my brain sees that, sees that word happy. And then right in front of you, smack dab in front of me, perfectly 12 o'clock. There's a quote by Peyton Manning. I never left the field saying I could have done more to get ready. And that gives me peace of mind. And that just reminds me to just keep working my ass off, excuse my language, and to be prepared. I'm big on preparation. Um, that'll be another uh, topic coming up here. Because uh, one thing to get opportunities, but, you know, being prepared. There's a quote you may or may not have heard. Success happens when preparation meets opportunity. So that reminded me of that every day. I never leave the field saying I could have done more to get ready. And that gives me peace of mind. So even if something happens and the outcome is not the most desired of what I wanted. Well, hey, I prepared. I did what I could. Just didn't execute. It's going to happen in life. Can't always execute. Um, let's see what other uh, right in front of me. Dig deep and make it happen. That's right here on my computer. Um, that's a big one right there. Uh, let's see, dreams do come true. I have that one. Think happy. 
be happy. Another, again, happy, that word happy. Eat your veggies. Uh, I don't have to be reminded of that, but it was a cool little sign. And then next to that, stay true to your roots. A little carrot uh, picture on it. So, again, when I say sight, when I say vision and, and putting things, uh, even in my bathroom, there's, uh, I can't remember word for word. No, I can, but I can see it from here. As soon as I go in my bathroom, right above the toilet, live the life you have imagined. So, you know, even when I go in the bathroom, I have one in my own room here. So I'm reminded there's stuff in there, too. So can uh, sight. You have to have those things. Uh, and not just affirmation, pictures, too. You know, it doesn't have, it's not just quotes, but uh, I have an abstract painting. Uh, abstract paintings are great because you can just look at it and, you know, think about what it may mean. And, oh, I see a well. I see a kid. I see this. And uh, so pictures uh whether it's nature or just things that you're drawn to uh if it's a picture of if you're a woman and you like uh zach efron <laughs> if that's what you know you're like that's what gets it going great you know or if you're a dude and you know kate beckinsale you know you throw a, throw her up there whatever it is things that appeal to you that make you uh just feel good really some of that dopamine and uh all that all those feel good things you need things that stimulate your brain and pictures uh, are fantastic for that i'm not gonna lie i don't have too many pictures in my room uh, i got enough things on the walls with the uh, the quotes and we get winds blowing through the desert so i don't need everything blown off my wall ending up on the floor so visual appeal um and last thing on the visual appeal before i move on to the next element of your environment and this one's actually gonna be in like three this one covers three areas that i've written down here the only one i don't have as far as senses where we're gonna cover for your environment is taste um i don't know maybe you have a way of tasting your environment i don't really want to know about it we're not going to cover that sense i'm gonna gloss over that one talk about sight smell sound and feel make sure i didn't double up those sight smell sound Okay, cool. I'll make sure I didn't <laughs> uh, like reword them and use the same type of thing there. Uh, so, but plants, plants are. Whew, let's talk about plants. You need some plants uh, for several reasons. Visual pills, big. I just introduced four new plants in my room last week. Up the vibe, big time. Felt a difference. I just watered them and sprayed them with water yesterday. Could feel that their energy was back. Gotta take care of your plants too. Just like you, your energy won't be very good if you're not taking care of yourself. Uh, your plants won't have very much energy to put out if you're not taking care of them. But they're visually appealing. You look at a plant, the green. I got four. I'm looking at one, and it's got a little tiki man uh, pot to it. So that's cool. Got a little like uh, island vibe. And then, you know, they're, just, they're just nice to look at. Uh, I got different colors, whites, pinkish ones, and, you know, like it's a really, really bright green. And that stimulates uh, the brain. So uh, you, you want those colors. The plants, are, they, they, they offer that. They're beautiful. And, you know, what? one thing about colors before I forget, I didn't, uh, I'm about to forget this one. I just mentioned uh, I have affirmations in my bathroom. Something I pay very much attention to is, and this may sound weird, but it's really not, is the color of my towels, uh, whether it's the towels, hand towels, whatever, the big ones, medium ones. 
uh, I pay attention to those. I don't go too dark with them. The darkest I have is like a grayish kind of smoke gray. But most of them are like a lightish kind of blue, light green, those kind of springtime, uh, I don't know what you call them, pastel colors. Um, because those are visually appealing. They're pleasant. Uh, you know, this proven that color, colors have effects on our mood. You know, greens and blues are very positive. Uh, you know, of course, the darker colors aren't as appealing and as stimulating to the eyes. So um, I pay very much attention to that right there. Uh, so when you go into my restroom, uh, make sure I'm with you. If you do, that's going to be weird. I don't know how you got in there. <laughs> uh, you can you would see like a variety of those types of colors. Um and walk in there it just has a good feel so pay attention to the colors of things around you uh your plants now let's move on to smell plants of course they can let off a smell so uh, smells are big they'll stimulate you as well uh so plants can put off a smell essential oils are big i have a beautiful lavender spray i'm looking at right now and it just smells so good sprayed in my car and people tell me oh, what is what is you spray in here it smells good so essential uh, oils have big effects in our mood there's a variety of different types that can do uh things for our mood certain ones have more of a uplifting some are calming but focusing you definitely want to get uh, more familiar and using essential oils uh, of course candles um you know try to use more of a natural soy based natural kind of candles there's not a bunch of chemicals uh you don't want to be inhaling all that so definitely go natural with candles but those are great so get your smells you know things that smell really good to you whatever that may be uh, another one is sound of course uh water sounds are really great and therapeutic running water you can you know stream something on spotify or whatever you may have or uh you know, a night clock that plays sounds. I have one of those. Uh, music, of course, not really aggressive music. Uh, jazz is a great vibe, no words. Uh, certain hurts. I'm not going to get too much into that right now because I could just veer off on that and I won't be able to contain myself. So uh, hurts. There's certain frequencies that just uh, resonate with the body. They're more natural. Uh, Solfeggio frequencies. Uh, again, I'm going to cover that more soon, uh, but definitely sound is stuff you want to pay attention to in your environment. And then fill. And real, real quick, let me go back to sound. Uh, sound, you know, def and it could be unique ways. Uh, right, I just, I'm looking at it right now, picked up a record player uh, a couple weeks back, and I've been doing some record shopping. Ooh, I'm going to go over some of my good finds here uh, soon. I'm finding some really good stuff. Uh, last weekend at Chaos Records in Covina. Really cool place. Looking for some hip-hop. That's what I got my uh, eyes on. That's what I'm looking out for. But the record player, I buy, I buy dip different types of music for that. I don't listen to the same thing on my record player that I'm listening to on Spotify. Uh, I've got a lot more more older stuff. Dionne Warwick, <laughs> Bobby Clayton. Bobby Clayton. I don't know where I got that name. That's someone I know. <laughs> Bobby Womack. So those are just different vibes on the record player. The record player gives me a different feel. It just It's weird. I feel like I've stepped back in time to a simpler time. That also has to do with the fact that my parents are in their 70s and I grew up in uh, 80s and 90s on record players. Uh, so that there's that feel, of course, as well. But again, environment. Uh, attach yourself to things that connect you to, you know, good time, nostalgia, whatever it may be. 
Uh, so filling, uh, let's go back to filling plants. Plants put off a fill. There's an energy that the plants. So out of plant, you're going to get a visual pill from it, just seeing it there. You're going to get possible smells from it that are good, especially the essential oils. Um, but it's going to feel good. Like I said, when I brought the four plants in the other day, instant increase in vibe and energy. So uh definitely the plants do a lot himalayan lamps so himalayan pink lamp those salt lamps get yourself one uh they actually have healing benefits uh himalayan pink salt has like 84 minerals in it from the earth the light molecules help push it out so there there's no hocus pocus to it they have a benefit and a healing effect to detox and speaking of detox plants actually there's certain plants you can go online uh, do uh, Google search done by now Google <laughs> or search a study done by NASA for plants that uh, actually help remove toxins like formaldehyde ammonia and all kinds of bad things from the air so you put that some plants in your room you can get a visual pill uh, the smell the feel but they're also going to clean and help you detox and uh, that's just amazing so you need to get yourself some plants in your room if you don't have any and then also one thing you want to pay attention to is uh, that's big is your bed your bed is big you know how you sleep you know what kind of sheets are you using uh yeah i, whew, I found some egyptian cotton 850 count thread for $38 at Macy's a couple of weeks back and they're normally 170 bucks and I'll tell you what uh even though I'm stoked out of my mind that I paid 38 bucks for them 170 bucks is not a price that I think is absurd after using them for a couple of weeks they are so comfortable uh much bigger difference than just some regular microfiber jersey or lower thread count and it, it, you wouldn't really think about that, uh, but that is something I have come to value much more is the quality of what I'm sleeping on. I f wake up better. I sleep better throughout the night. So uh, these are things to pay attention to in your environment. Uh, you know, these things can be found out like, okay, the affirmation stuff, the little signs, uh, trinkets like that. You can find those all over the place for cheap, especially... Uh, if you have a Ross, a Marshalls, a Burlington, places like that, you can find these signs all over these places. They carry a tremendous amount of them, all for pretty cheap. Uh, it might be a little chipped or something, depending on what it is, not always. Uh, but sometimes that gives it a unique little pill. So you can find them cheap. Or a dollar store and 99 cent stores have a lot of that stuff. So, you know, get... Get yourself those things. A humidifier, uh, that helps big time. If you've got a really dry environment, you need some humidity. So pay attention to your environment, how you feel when you wake up um, and when you go to bed is, is, is a huge thing to, to pay attention to and not ignore. So uh, these are things to be mindful of. And quite possibly the biggest thing to be mindful of because i feel you could have all these things in place in your room but the biggest thing about your environment is keeping it clean keeping it organized when you have a messy cluttered space your mind your energy is going to be messy it's going to be cluttered your environment dictates 
kind of energy and vibe and feeling you're working with. If you've set up an environment about around you that's just dead, lackluster, or has a bad frequency into it, and that's where you're spending your time, that's where you're going to bed, how can you generate a better frequency out of that for yourself? Uh, I don't really believe you can. So you have to alter that environment, change it, do things, like I said, uh, all the stuff I just mentioned, but you have to keep it clean. You have to keep it organized. When you wake up and you step out of that bed and everything around you is clean and organized, that's your brain realizes that. Your brain doesn't see anything right off the bat and think, oh, look at this, all this clutter and all this uh, energy that it puts out. So keep your space clean and uh, can't stress that enough. And these are all things that I know will work. These are all things... Uh, you know, I was reading my affirmations that have been around the room for you. Uh, so, and as far as smell, you know, I mentioned the things that I have. You know, I have all that essential oils, candles, uh, the plants, everything that I mentioned is stuff I have here in this room. So I know it works. Uh, I, it's again, it's not hocus pocus. And some of these guests, uh, I know Lee Pereira, he talked about affirmations. So a lot of the guests you're going to hear their habits and similar things that they're into that, uh, that work so and of course anybody ever has any questions about any of that stuff i was mentioning definitely reach out to me uh because because i know right now mental health is huge i saw them say that suicide rates were well sorry hold on let me take that back not suicide rates suicide hotline calls are up 600 percent, and that is just uh no we can't have that so uh, that's why I at least wanted to offer some of this advice that may be valuable. Anybody listening um, to, you know, you control, take control of your environment. That's the first thing you can do. If you're finding it a little tough to get control of your emotions and the right kind of energy and grasp onto that, then, you know, put those things around you. Like I said, the affirmations, especially the, the visual appealing stuff. That's like having the good friend. That's like having someone speaking to you. I don't have Peyton Manning in my room, but I got a quote from him that I find very powerful. And it's like him being in there speaking to me when he says it. So, you know, let, you know, or look, think about when you go, if you've been to Pyology, all those different quotes they have on the wall, you know, it's really cool. I just stand there and look at them. And so get those things around you, uh, the people that inspire you, whatever it is. If you don't have people around you, make that inspiration, create it to where, you know, help yourself get those signs, those things around you, the plants, something that can assist you uh, and help you reprogram uh, even if you're finding it uh, difficult to do so. So that's the input I wanted to give the mental health awareness and let me also make mention that i've gone to schools i've gone to high schools my local area and have talked about uh, mental health awareness for high school students and doing presentations on you know powerpoints that i created about feelings they might encounter and uh paying attention and being aware of others how they feel and uh you know just being there for other students uh and things like that um, but just, you know, telling them how to deal with these things. And I've had, you know, teachers come to me and give me the the feedback they've gotten from their students as as far as uh, even one, one or more students actually saying, you know, I was their favorite speaker. So I've actually 
you know, I know these things work. I have gone to schools and had kids be very impacted by these things. So, uh, I definitely, uh, want to try to provide some, uh, some good information there as far as your environment, definitely take advantage of any of that, uh, and let it, you know, snowball little by little, you know, I know things also cost money, but there's no better investment you can make than in yourself, whether it's money, whether it's time, energy, uh, you know, I never regret, regret buying any these signs, these things that make me feel good. Uh, I mentioned it episode last time, the first one that I had this little box, I throw stuff in to keep my things like wallet and random stuff. And it's got the world map printout on it. And the word map printout is something that I uh, love, like I love old world maps. So every time I see that box, it's just so cool to me. It's something that's just, uh, I'm like, oh, that's dope. That's cool. Every time I see it. So it sparks uh, that positive feeling in my brain. So I've got those things all, I will not, I don't know how I can be a bad, in a bad mood in the room and environment that I've created. So uh, empower yourself in that way. Let quotes and signs and plants and other things, you know, whether the adamant or inanimate objects and let them go to work for you and help boost that mood and that frequency to where you can get to a point where you can, you know, latch on, take some control yourself and power yourself more and, you know, be a mentally strong person if, if that's something you're, uh, you know, grasping for. Uh, so reach out to me, anything you need to know about that. Uh, I didn't intend for that se- segment to be as long, but uh, I think it needed to be talked about. And why I've been wanting to throw that stuff out there. So what I'm going to do now is going to sign off. And what's going to be coming up is jumping back in the kitchen with Ziggy to finish up part two. Uh, it's not going to be as long. Uh, I think as the last one, we were in there for almost an hour last time. I had to cut some up, man. We uh, You're going to hear at the end, I went from like 12-something to 221. I had to edit things out. We were, we were up pretty late. So, uh, But this is the final wrap-up, wrap up, us doing our food, uh, eating the food, giving reviews, talking a little bit about uh, – some more of his hip-hop and just whatever random fun stuff we got into uh, during that conversation. But, all right, so I'm back in the kitchen here in a moment with Ziggy Braun as we finish up our vegan ravioli. First time I've ever had vegan ravioli in 10 years. Actually, 12 years to be vegetarian, too. And it was worth the wait. Actually, no, as amazing as it was. 12 years was not worth the wait. I should have had it much, much sooner. But I'm glad I did with the help of Ziggy. We're back in the kitchen. All right. Intermission has ended. Hopefully you got your popcorn, licorice, and whatever the other thing I said was. (laughs) All right, so we're doing a little bit of, we just got some taste testing going. I had to turn on the, get the audio going again. And man, that first one was pretty tasty. So the first, well, okay, so that one was the mushroom. That was the, so it was a spinach, vegan mozzarella with uh, sauteed mushrooms with garlic, soy sauce, and olive oil. Woo! And I used some of the Himalayan. Nice. Pink salt that Himalayan you brought. Pink salt. Man, yeah, it's good. It's got a lot of flavor. Yeah, it came out pretty good. Dude. Yeah, the flavor. Really surprised. The texture. Yeah, that was good. Really Can't wait good. to try with the uh, marinara. 
Oh like shoot, that's right. We yeah, that was, that was with the <laughs> We didn't even do it with the marinara. That was uh, that's the marinara. So we still got Rio. He hasn't hit me up yet to tell me how to pronounce his name. Still looking at my DMs, but uh, the Rio, the Rallo sauce. We can call it a. Uh, and then we'll have the quinoa on the sample soon. I'm excited to try that one. Honestly, yeah, it's gonna be different. So this Rio, whatever it is, ingredients are only. Italian whole peeled tomatoes, olive oil, onions, salt, garlic, basil, black pepper, and oregano. I like the simplicity of it. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Like, like nothing like everything like, is its own. I like it when you can understand everything <laughs> that's in it. Yeah. There's not like crazy shit that's. They're coming out of Montclair, New Jersey. <laughs> That's not a New Jersey accent, but <laughs> <laughs> New York City. <laughs> I just think of Jersey Shore every time I think of Jersey. <laughs> what were those uh, Boston Bay? What was it Boston Bay Bees? New York City. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love old commercials. Oh, dude, they're the best. We went to uh, dude, we went to the uh, Barca Drive-In. Oh shit! The other day, and leading up to the first movie it's all the old school ads of like coca-cola like, <laughs> and like popcorn and like milk duds dancing through the theater and oh, it's, okay. it's just like it's crazy seeing that because yeah. like, i asked my mom about it because my mom grew up in barstow and like newberry springs and everything i was like hey were these the uh the ads that you watched when you were a kid and she's like yeah those are the same exact ads so they're wow. still playing the same things from like the seventies. I think know? that's what MTV Classic does with their station. Yeah, you know what, bro? I bring in. <laughs> it's crazy. Our music is classic now because I turned on MTV one day a couple years. This was a couple years ago, and they have MTV Classic station now. And it was like Montel Jordan, and I'm like, wait, hold up, this is <laughs> this is. But then, the, yeah, and then the commercials were like. Old, like some I mean, of the older it, commercials they played during that time. I could, that's crazy. It was pretty dude, cool. Because I, I was saying like earlier, that was like in the night. So I'm, like I said, I was not in the early 90s, you know, Rex and effects. I was probably less than 10 years old, actually. Like my parents did never really were like the type to really crack down what I watched, what I oh, listened yeah, dude, to. My, my parents were the same. Dude, I went to... I went to Ozfest when I was like eleven years old. <laughs> I used yep. to watch *The Living Color* and *Mary with Children* with my parents. Oh yeah, dude! Oh, dude, *Mary with Children* was one of the best, man. Oh my god! I started. That's what I'm trying to do. No, ma'am. Now oh, I started revisiting uh, like that '70s show. Okay, yeah. Because it's on Netflix. Like it's cool that my parents were just cool with me yeah. watching all this stuff. You know, I, I feel the same. Not that it was bad, but *Boy Meets World*. No. That was *Boy Meets World* was that was a good show. Man. Shout out to Panga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You listening? If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that uh, TJF, that whole like, oh man. But yeah, like it's a trip because I remember being a kid. I still don't forget being there, and you know they used to have that MTV music premiere video. Oh yeah, I remember one when uh, California Love debuted. Sitting there watching that screen come up, and then which is. I really don't like that song, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. out of my, I do not, I know I'm a Tupac fan, I'm yeah. from Cali, but California Love, I'm just like, when that song comes on, I'm like, I don't want, it's just, I don't know. It's yeah, just, I still, I still remember when uh, uh, MTV premiered the Slim Shady, like, oh, wow. like the, any song from the Slim Shady LP, 
I'm like, damn, he's, he's pretty crazy. Yeah, like, man. This is like, and this it's, is something different. It's a trip I'm like 11 see. years old, just like. Yeah, it's a trip to whoa. see what these artists have done now. Like, yeah. Like Snoop yeah. and Dr. Dre, Mariah Carey, and just like. Snoop's done like reggae and. Snoop has worked, like, I'm a Snoop to me with trip because he's worked with so many people, all genres. He is like so universal. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just, it was Dude, just, he, has a, he has that cooking show with uh, yeah. Martha Stewart. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Snoop Dogg is one of the most amazing oh, yeah. individuals of all time. Uh, yeah, I posted something not too long ago on Facebook about how his success is so unique. And I think it's attributed to his the weed because yeah. that just bridges the gap yeah. like in so many ways. So um, it's like Willie Nelson has so much popularity. Dude, but, Willie Nelson just dropped an album. Yeah, I was yeah, listening dude, a little bit of Willie it. Nelson, uh, Neil Young, and Bob Dylan all dropped an album within like a week of each other. In 2020. Yeah, like, that's, what's, that's what's crazy. It's like, like what, what year is it? 1970? <laughs> it's, but, it's wild. Uh, yeah, dude, that, uh, the, I listened to the, I haven't listened to the Willie Nelson one yet, but the, uh, the Bob Dylan and the Neil Young one are pretty solid, man. Yeah, I've got to. Li- I gotta get back there. I haven't listened to too many uh, albums the last couple uh, weeks. I was listening to Juice World one. Yeah. Did you listen to that one? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, really good, man. A lot of good. I tracks. Watch I've heard good things about it. Not too featured heavy. You know. Oh, that's good. That's what I like. Yeah. Good vibe. You know, it's got this kind of the emo, sad rap kind of vibe, but. But I mean, that that was kind of the, it was kind of the genre, you know. Like, and I, I know yeah, I he wasn't did. afraid to open up and. Yeah. Dude, he, I mean, I, I listened to like a couple of the songs that were from the album, and he's saying some pretty deep shit, dude. Dude, there was a lyric where he said, there's some of the lyrics that are crazy where he says, like, my girlfriend says I'm going to OD and this and that, but I'm like, it's just cryptic lyrics when you like. Well, there, was a, there was one he was talking about, he was talking about the pills, and he was like, mm-hmm. I can't live, I can't live without the pills, but if I keep taking the pills, I'm not going to live, mm-hmm. or something. I was like, that's yeah. good. Oh, and it's still got a boil with the. Uh... Oh, the cute. Yeah, it's tasty, man. It's fucking. That's what was big with Kid Cudi too. Kid Cudi was like one of the kind of like before Juice to really open up and be emotional. Oh like, yeah, you know, dude, like... he was back in like two thousand, like old... did you eight nine? Did you hear him uh, Eminem's track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like it? I thought it was cool. I. I... I like how Eminem's not doing like the whole like yelling yeah. shit a lot, like he did with um, one of my least favorite albums in a while was uh, Revival. Okay, I just did not like it. It, just, it wasn't structured well. I feel like he was yelling a lot, huh. but I, I feel like since then he's been like toned down the yeah. yelling and just kind of focusing more on the flow and everything. So I, I liked it more than a lot of his other stuff, but I'm, I'm curious to see if I'm curious to see if M and Kid Cudi like actually drop a project. Yeah, because I feel like they have a project brewing up. I do too. Yeah, that that, that song was like that one they released. I was a little like I want to say disappointed, but you're like, oh, Kid Cudi and Eminem. But yeah. I found this just to be a weird song. It it was. Yeah, I was like, what is this about? What like I felt like. I almost felt like, what do you, kind of like, what do you, what was Kid Cudi doing? Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like Eminem, I kind of felt like where he was going, what he was doing, but like Cudi kind of felt like he was all over the place with yeah. his, his flow yeah. and like, 
Yeah, I definitely did. I don't know, it was weird. I mean, I've I've only listened to it one time, so I might need to go back and revisit it. Yeah, but um, I definitely feel like I got like a. I don't know. I felt like Cuddy's vibe was a little. I couldn't figure out. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out an identity of yeah. what he was saying, what the song was about. You know, Twitter's over there. Oh, making references about Mask and George Floyd, and I was like, that was Eminem's part. We just barely made a reference about Mask. So I'm like, right. oh, I thought it was like it was. Yeah, it was just weird. You know, like I don't know something that, like I just left wondering. I'm just any time M is dropping something, I'm doubtless. Yeah, I mean he's. He's a legend, dude. Yeah, He's yeah. An absolute legend. Jay Cole just dropped a couple new tracks, I, too. I just, dude, uh, we were talking about earlier, we were talking about uh, Joey Badass. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just he just dropped a little, like, two-song. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Like, two, like two-song EP or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I heard the, uh, so what, what's crazy is Joey Badass dropped the, th- it was three songs, and then Jay Cole, a couple days ago, dropped the two songs. Like, I feel like that's a new thing. Like, yeah. you're just dropping, you, like, a couple songs. You don't even have to make an there. album, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, especially during this time right now, you know, just give people music. Um, who else is dropping? Um, we're talking about Pop Smoke. I thought it was overproduced. There's felt like other people were trying to get some shine in there. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, dude, uh, Gorillaz. David? Dude. What? Yeah. So, apparently, since... There was a song released just a couple days ago that I heard, and it was uh, it was Gorillaz and Schoolboy Q. What? That was crazy. Schoolboy Q comes hard. Yeah, and I was like, man, this is the first thing I've heard from Gorillaz in a while. So I looked it up, and apparently they've been releasing stuff since like January. Oh, okay. Just periodically, it's called uh, it's called like Sound Machine, I think. But I, oh, I think a retro. Yeah, yeah, take it. Sound machine. Yeah, I think it's called sound machine. It's just uh, they're periodically just dropping tracks and putting like they'll they'll drop a track, put it on this playlist called like sound machine. Okay. They'll drop another song, put it on the playlist sound machine. Okay. So it, it's turning into an album, but it's like a playlist on. Okay. Okay. Apple Music that they just update. Every now and again, it's it's so crazy. It's crazy how the, music is. The Schoolboy Hugh song. Schoolboy man, is he? He's that one has a really hard song about something about summer. Man. About what? Something I just think about summer. Ah, what's he saying? Man, that was a song. Man, I have to find it after. Oh, it's it's a yeah. He cut. I like Schoolboy Q. I'm trying to think about like what era it was from. Is he the one that's who's the one that sees something about like? My girlfriend's a cheerleader. I thought that was him. That's a catchy song. He did. He does the um, chitty ching ching could buy anything. <laughs> I don't know if I heard that. Oh one. fuck, dude, collard greens. It has like, <laughs> oh, Kendrick, wait. Kendrick Lamar on it. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, that was from his uh, Kendrick man. Yeah, so uh, Schoolboy is a part of the whole like TDE label and everything. You TDE just in general is just fucking hard. Like Kendrick and Absol and yeah, my buddy uh, Rashad. Ad, do you know Ad is from up here? Comedian, big big dude. Shout out Ad. So. Yeah, that's his like family, his cousins, Top Dog Entertainment. Oh yeah. what? Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Yep, because he comes from that area, of Watts. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, so he. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, so he knows Kendrick a lot. Ad, uh, 
one of the original dudes that uh <laughs> AD is there's a church probably not listening to this, but shout out AD. <laughs> um dude AD okay this is funny man I'm gonna mention this story because AD nothing but love for AD man I started doing comedy with him back you know he started a little before I did back in 09 we're working out of the same spot but man he's in his 40s now I mean he used to be interesting life as a basketball player coming out of high school with the gel you know for stuff yeah. and then uh, this top prospect, but man, really, really good dude. Six foot five, dude. And this is what makes this story funny. Now, back in 2009, I was doing one of my first, that was my first year of comedy, and there was a spot down the hill in Colton called Liam's. It was a legendary spot that ran. That was your every- first show? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, it was the first time I was going to perform there. And it was a legendary spot that ran every Tuesday night for nine years, man. And Damn. Like, it was a unique spot for numerous reasons. Like, Lots of comments got time. The show would run for a while. Net dudes would just drop in. Like, it yeah. was that spot where you you know, buddies and top comics. and But it was also a very unique spot because that's the spot that taught me how to be a comic, how to fight for your shit, how to read a room because they weren't just going to pay attention. You got people right. reading newspapers. It was like, you know, there's people that got jumped for talking shit up on stage with the wrong people, you know? like, And so it, it was a wild spot. And... um and so I was going to perform for the first time. AD tells me, hey, man, we get you, I got to get you some time tonight, but you know, you're going to have to drive. It's yeah. your show. I was like, all right. And this time, this was 2009, I had a hoopty, man. My truck, when I say I had a hoopty, I had a hoopty. So yeah, I'm I, telling AD. I had a hoopty, too. <laughs> <laughs> My shit, like, you had, like, amongst other things, like, you had to, the drivers had open, like, the doors all messed up. So you had to, like, reach in, like, from the inside and pop open this cog with a screwdriver. Did you have to do that too? So I had a, <laughs> I it's, have like it's a, an artist creator life. I have like a, a pair of pliers to like roll down the window, and then I had a like That's funny. so to unlock. When I, when I was on the inside, I so I from the outside I could unlock the door with the key, but from the inside I had to like pull this little like wire. <laughs> thing to like open the door. I know what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. one that goes from the car and then to I, the... I didn't have a like a driver's side mirror and then the two side windows were like held together with like layers That's of funny. tape oh yeah it was we, we still have it dude like I'm, I'm I'm trying to get it for my parents so I got it was my grandpa's old truck um and then over the course of the years it just got more and more run down yeah yeah but uh, I'm trying to get it from my parents, and I, I want to fix it up to like its original nice, state. Nice. You know, just like redo everything. What kind of game? What kind of game? It was a, it was a ninety, no, no, eighty nine Toyota pickup. Oh, okay. Yeah. So before, before like, so the Toyota pickup turned into like the Tacoma, mm-hmm. I think. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to, I want to like redo that and just yeah, back yeah, to the, it's like the Tacoma and the original. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it's uh, hoopties, man. It's, and yeah, so he, <laughs> it was great. So I'm telling AD because he was like, you're going to have to drive. Though. I was like, all right, AD, but let me, that's fine. But let me tell you this. I have a hoopty Because I already know he's a big six for five dude. I was like, just let you know, man, I got a hoopty. You might be uncomfortable in it. You're going to have to get through the drive. Because that's the thing. Like, the drive, the passenger side didn't work. Oh. So I even had chicks get in there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh what? I got to get I got some game, I guess, because these chicks are getting in through the driver's side. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the door, the door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's a that's a that's a character check, a check on a chick right there. 
Have <laughs> like, you ever seen the Bronx Tale? Oh, do you like years? Or like ago. the test about if she opens the door for you on the other side. Remember? He did, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was almost okay. like that was my test. Like, what do you do at this moment? You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna. <laughs> so anyway. AD, he's telling me on the phone, you got to drive. I'm like, all right, AD, but so you know, I got a hoopty, you might be uncomfortable in it, not a lot of room, you got to get in on the driver's side, you have to crawl through in the driver's side. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, man, he's like, I'm from Watch. He's like, I've seen the most hoopty shit, I ain't tripping about that, man. Like, don't even, like, you're driving, blah, 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 blah. And I meet him up over by the Denny's by uh, Main Street, by the freeway, yeah. on Main Street. And he's in his Buick, and I park in front of him, and he gets out, and he comes to the driver's side. I was like, all right, get in, man. I already told him you're going to have to get into the driver's side. And he looks at it. He's like, this your ride? I was like, yeah. He's like, nah, fuck that. We're taking my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll tell that story. So I'm going to have it booked at my room. I'm like, I'm going to tell you guys how bougie AD is. And I just, it was hilarious. But I'm from what? I seen this. This your ride? Yeah, nah, fuck that. We're taking your car. <laughs> oh, I had a hoopty. <laughs> Dude, one time we, um, my friend, uh, my friend Wallace, him, Womack, another friend. Wallace Wall- and Womack. Yeah, Wallace, Womack. And Ziggy. That's what like. Ziggy. <laughs> so we, uh, we all took a trip up to uh, Santa Cruz, dude. And we, we took the trip in Wallace's, like, 1960-something, 1970-something VW Bug. And I was in the back seat. And I literally, like, I couldn't sit like this in the back seat. I literally had to sit... Like sideways, with my legs up on the seat, like curled up in a little ball for six hours. Actually, it was probably close to like seven hours, you, because it was you know the old old school VW bug. But it, it was it was the most uncomfortable road trip, but it was so fun. It was all worth it in the at the end of the day, you know. It wasn't that long, but I remember riding in two thousand and ten. And me and my buddy laid down for the Chevy Avalanches. Mm. And we were like in clothes. Like, we were like in like the truck portion, like in the bed. Yeah, yeah. Because we were going to, we had no, there was like too many people. Oh, shit. That was a weird, like, <laughs> I think about that. Like laying in the bed of a truck, closed in, and you're just, like, How long? I have maybe 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, okay, that's not too Oh, yeah, long. it wasn't like, oh, yeah, it wasn't like hours on end but I just remember like I was like this is so because you don't know it was like coming with a stop oh yeah bump like it's am I gonna suffocate (laughs) or if like somebody gets pulled over and shit yeah yeah. you're chilling back there yeah they're like are you coyoting people right there like no I'm I'm legal I'm just I don't know what I was dressed like but yeah it's funny when you look back at some of the just funny times of life nothing even dangerous or crazy was that still Sultan? What was the name? Oh, uh, Tash, Tash Sultana. Tash Sultana. Tash Sultana, man. That's a badass name. She's dope, too. dude. She's good. But that She's name kind of by default are going to be, I think. Oh, so I'm going to try out. This is the quinoa one? Yeah. All right, so we had quinoa. The mushroom one was... This will be different. That's like a meaty, like, mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that those noodles are bomb. They're good. Oh my god, you, oh, got, yeah. you guys, you're missing out. <laughs> not only can you not see this. Oh my god, those yeah. like almost looks like those. Uh, you pick up on the beach. 
the fifth. What mm. do they call them? The half. Well, not half dollars. The uh, sand dollars. Sand dollars, don't they? <laughs> we need sand dollar ravioli. No, you guys, serious? It is bomb. The texture of the noodles. Oh, that flour is good. And the quinoa hummus kale one has like a meaty like. I was not expecting that. I'm okay with it. Definitely, it's not meat. <laughs> Filling too. Yeah. Wow, you guys, this is a uh, first time I've ever had vegan ravioli. Hell yeah, man, we did it. It's bomb. Whoever serves me up vegan ravioli next is gonna have a high bar <laughs> to live up to. Man, I'm back to like really. Hell yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's it good. It is really good. Well, all right, so we're gonna get. Nah, I guess I can have to really. Alright, so this is delicious. We need to dive in. We're going. Alright, so we want to be able to enjoy this, get the full uh, taste so we can give you a review. And then we'll also give you a breakdown of what we did for the recipe. That way, if you want to try it at home, because uh, uh, this is really good. I'm, uh, this is like restaurant quality, man. This is like. Even Cat Mac, he's like, hey. He's, he's eyeballing it all. He looks good. He look, thinks it looks good. <laughs> all right. So we're going to take a little momentary break here, and we're going to be right back. All right. We're back. We ate our ravioli, the spinach and mushroom cheese and with the quinoa hummus and kale and damn was it good man wasn't it oh my god it was tasty man and i know earlier i said <laughs> even if it wasn't that i was gonna say <laughs> but on the real wow oh. man i'm gonna say you know that was that was one of my first uh you know like i said real like yeah i've had vegan meals before but that was one of the first ones that i cooked and it, it came out surprisingly well but you're not gonna lie. No, yeah, it was really good, really tasty. Uh, the texture of the it's filling too. Yeah, but not. I feel good. Filling. Yeah, I don't feel weighed down even with the beer. Uh, but yeah, that that really really good. And do we have anything else? No, I'm trying to think if we no, just those two. Okay, so I'm trying to think of full review. Yeah, so man, the ravioli. I was trying to think. I couldn't remember if we had anything else. It's been a minute. They're letting the food It's like out. there's prep stuff in the fridge that we oh, just haven't <laughs> I didn't realize. It. And just so you folks know, it's 1247. We started the day a little before 6 I got here. So uh, it's been a lot more content than uh, this. Is, <laughs> this is the best of the best. Um, but, yeah, very, very pleased with that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I was going to mention this because it came out really good. Something that's come up, like with my talking to Chef Joey the other day, a lot of people, chefs, uh, Chef Caesar Cesar from the Cigarro Hotel out in Scottsdale, he's a head chef, and I will talk to him soon. Man, you get this running theme about, like, when you taste really good food that it, like, these people cook with love. And... It's all about like good energy, you know. We're in the kitchen having a good time, laughing. And that's the kind of energy that goes into the food. People don't right. realize if you're in a bad mood, it's gonna, food's not gonna taste very good, or you know. That's why when you go to 
fast food places or dandy. It's not going to have the quality. It's rushed. It's fast food. And a lot of times it's just frozen too. That too, yeah. It's like heating up. Yeah, and just thrown together, you know, get the orders out. But here it's like you're in your own kitchen. You made it yourself. Like it's your own energy. It's kind of your own energy going back through you in a way. Um, And all good ingredients. You know, we didn't use anything. Trying to think anything that was really not too great. But uh, I I think the worst thing was the soy sauce sodium wise but it it was like such a small amount yeah that it wasn't super noticeable but it gave it that slight like salty and it was sauteed yeah yeah and it was also sauteed cooked a little bit so it lost some of the Mm. sodium and stuff in there but yeah the so the mushroom one that one they both had a different uh taste and so one of them was quinoa hummus and kale and that one Came out surprisingly tasty and meaty. It was good. And I think it was just that combination of everything that made it taste. They had like a familiar texture, so it kind of tastes like meat. I don't know what it was. I, I, think, the, the brain. I, I think the only thing I would do differently is try to fr- fry them in the pan just yeah, like you did yeah. with the spinach ones. Mm-hmm. Fry those up, and I think it'll kind of like it'll it'll cook the like the layer of the ravioli down a little mm-hmm. more. Just yeah, kind yeah. Of give it a different texture. Make it softer and like, I don't know, the softer but crispier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of in a sense. I know what you mean. Yeah, that, that they were really good, and that was a uh, very uh, <laughs> first time ever vegan ravioli. Well, we covered a lot, a lot of good stuff. We cooked some ravioli. It was good, man. The ravioli came out good. It was delicious. Uh. I'm going to have to find that recipe, get it out to some people so they can try it, or just go on Google. They'll be lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you need to find is online. I know. Everything's up there. It is. It is. Dude, I literally just, I I literally Googled vegan ravioli. Yeah. And that popped up. (laughs) Yeah, that popped up. That shit was delicious. It was good. Yeah. And dude, the quinoa one with the hummus, kale, yeah, I man, I've used that mixture and stuff before. It's just a really good hummus blends well with a lot of stuff. It's not overpowering. It's not like it's just that was yeah, it was really good. The noodles or the yeah, the noodles. The man, I like the texture of it. So man, so you can make anything pretty much meatless, dairy free. Yep. We had to ditch the uh, what was it, the sour cream cheese? Oh, the cream cheese, yeah, because that cashews. But hey. It wasn't needed because it came out delicious. I'll whip up the uh, smoothie to go for you. Oh shoot! Oh, to yeah. go smoothie. <laughs> good to go smoothie. Nice, man. thank you, thank you. I forgot about that. Um, so yeah, it's two twenty-one. We started this a minute ago. <laughs> so we got a lot of good content. The kickoff episode. We got to make a kickoff episode good, and got some good guests coming up. Uh, the next couple episodes, Will Tuttle, got Turnal Monk, Daniel Dirac. So it's, uh, but this is the inaugural episode. Also got Chef Joey coming up. So some good stuff. But we kicked it off right here in the Mojave Desert out of Ziggy's Kitchen. Glad I could be a part of it. Yeah, man. thank you, man. The ravioli was good. Hell yeah. And we're signing off. 2.21 in the morning. <laughs>
Well, that wraps up part two of being in the kitchen cooking up vegan ravioli with my boy Ziggy Braun. I think we're going to have to do some more of those segments every now and then. That was really fun and also really good. Uh, Stress that enough, I think, already about how good that ravioli was. Um, but that was a good time. Thank you to Ziggy uh, for doing that with me. Uh, I, I don't think I could have made those noodles quite as well as he did. He, uh, he, he did a great job with those noodles. So definitely try out that recipe. And then also I got some really good upcoming episodes. And let me give you a rundown of what that's going to be right now because I'm, ex- I'm excited. And then I've already got other interviews lined up, ready to go. So I'm releasing... I've got one, two, three, four, five ready to release after this one. And I'm going to be doing two a week. So Friday, oh, this is a great one. Dr. Will Tuttle, Friday, July 31st. Uh, he's the author of the World Peace Diet, uh, vegan 40 years, former monk. So many things we're going to go over with him. Uh, World Peace Diet, number one book ever written on veganism. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been published in 16 languages, and I believe it's Spanish and Portuguese is coming next. Uh, so it's, it, it was just amazing to get the time with him to talk about the book, his story, how he went vegan, and just all the different things he's doing. A very, very insightful man, and I definitely recommend you tune in for that one all of these or else i wouldn't be making them <laughs> and then after that monday august 3rd gonna have eternal monk eternal monk uh and i've worked with a lot of these people at vegan festivals as dr will tuttle and eternal monk uh eternal monk he's a vegan transformational coach he's a physique competitor he's a pro uh w and B, I don't want to screw up the initials. Always, I always have to look. And he's got a great story growing up in Oakland and just uh, finding his way through meditation. And we had a fantastic conversation. And that's coming Monday, August 3rd. Friday, August 7th, Danielle Durack, singer, songwriter, and musician out of Phoenix, Arizona. Worked with her the last couple of years at the Scottsdale Vegan Festival. Uh, vegetarian. They're, well, yeah, it's vegetarian technically in their name. Uh, but I was blown away by her music and just the vibe that she puts out. Uh, I was just tranced out last time listening to her music over by the fountain. I was just zoned in, zoned out, whatever you want to call it. So had a nice conversation with her about her music and being a creator during these times. And then Joey Haynes, Monday, August 10th. That was a fun one. He's a vegan chef, head chef, and co-owner of North Dakota's first ever vegan restaurant. So that was a great conversation, talking about taking risk and uh, what he's been doing to adapt during these times. Uh, and then Friday, August 14th, and that's what, pretty much two weeks, Lee Pereira, we just had a great conversation on Monday. He's an award-winning vegan musician out of Phoenix as well. And twice, including this past, uh, I think it was February and March, he's ran 16 marathons in 16 days for children's charities. And we talk a lot about that. Just a great human doing a lot of great stuff out there. And 
uh, the 16 marathons, we get uh, insight a little bit into his mindset for that. Just a very insightful man as well. So that's upcoming episodes that are releasing. I'm excited. Uh, please help me spread the word. Tell your friends. I appreciate anybody that does. It doesn't go unnoticed. Um, so I'm over here promoting it. Uh, doing what I can to get it out because ultimately this is for you guys. A lot of great information, whatever you want to take from it. Uh, and, you know, hopefully pass that along to people around you. So thank you very much. This is airing on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast. Uh, it's like six or seven. I'm working on getting on Apple. But anything you want me to talk about, cover, any guests you want to throw my way, definitely reach out. I got some diversity coming your way. Uh, I'm not even going to mention. I've already told you the ones that are already scheduled to release because the conversations have been recorded, ready to go, but also got scheduled recordings. So I'm excited to keep this rolling. Thank you very much. This is Cruelty Free Conversations. I'm Indigo Mateo signing off from the Mojave Desert in a beautiful, beautiful summer night. Thank you, guys. Thank you.